have a word today for you today, uh, and it just it started bubbling in me um, back in September. Matter of fact, about a month ago, God showed me this, and so I, I, I sat down and I started, didn't have a timetable when I was going to preach this, it just, uh, I put it up on my computer, and on the bottom of my computer I have four or five sermons that I'm working on. And when God inspires me, I, I type it in and I start working on it. And, uh, and I don't really work on it hard until I feel inspired that that's, that's when God wants me to preach it. And that's where this is set for a month. But I want to preach today with the subject, we all have issues. How many has some issues right now? How many have issues with somebody sitting by you right now? Don't get too honest. Sometimes people don't like you because they have an issue with you. I've been in stores where I was confronted with people that had a problem with me. I couldn't understand it. I know me. I'm a nice person. I didn't know why they had issues with me. Well, financial crisis health crisis, relationship problems, marriage trouble, workplace unrest, career pressures, unfair treatment, emptiness, boredom, and confusion. They're all issues of life. We have to deal with them. I hate having car issues. How many's ever had a car break down on you? I don't care if it's a flat tire. I'm just like, tire? You're tougher than that. Take a nail. Well, got a car that's not dependable. Years ago, I bought a, Michelle and I bought a, um, I forget what year it was now, but it was the Chevrolet Sprint. Okay? It had a three-cylinder Suzuki motor in it. It was just barely bigger than a motorcycle, Brother Jerry. And I guarantee you, your motorcycle goes a lot faster than that car did. I pushed that car more than I drove that car. It was terrible. It wasn't dependable. Always breaking down. Won't start. How about a bad battery? Don't you hate that? Lawnmower batteries are the worst. That's a, that's, they've got that going in their favor because every year it seems like you have to buy a lawnmower battery. It's crazy. My biggest issue with cars is they're always running out of gas. That's not my fault. That's the car's fault. Well, maybe not. We all have issues. How many has ever had an issue with your family member? I have an issue at my house when somebody eats my Pop-Tarts. They're special. They're just for me. Go to get that box. And they fool me sometimes. I'm not a big chocolate eater, but I like the chocolate fudge Pop-Tarts. And I don't eat them very often. But when I want one, I want it to be there. And they'll fool me because I don't like the strawberries at all. And they'll put them in the package. How many know Pop-Tarts, you can't tell what they are by looking at the package. After they're out of the box, you don't know what you're getting. It's an issue. It's an issue. I, I hate opening that up and seeing that, that white Pop-Tart in there that's not chocolate. I, I hate that. And I have an issue. I have an issue too when the, when there's an empty milk jug in the refrigerator. 
Lord, touch this section right over here. Put back in the refrigerator. Oh, I have family issues. We have a teenager that forgets to put his shoes up. I walk in the house. How many pairs of tennis shoes are you planning to wear out today? There's four of them here. Which, which pair are you wearing? I have issues with that. I have 20-something-year-olds that won't return my tools. I have issues. Dad's sitting there. I can read his mind right now. I'm a mind reader. He said, you're reaping what you sowed. <laughs> or they return my tools broken. I'm like, what, what happened to this? It was like it when I got there, Dad. And I, no, it wasn't. I know my tools. It wasn't broke like that. Well, I have issues. I have a mother that always takes sides with her daughter-in-law. Even when I'm right, she's on her side. I have issues. The word issue means an unsettled matter, a matter that is in dispute between two or more parties. Another uh, meaning is a discharge of blood from a body. Another is the, the action of going, coming, or flowing out. I have issues just like you do. How many have issues? Raise your hands. We all have issues. I want to talk to them today. If you'll stand with me, we're going to read from the book of Matthew. Chapter number 9, it's a familiar story. I'm in the King James Version. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 20. The Bible says, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to stop right there. We need to start talking to ourselves sometimes. Say some things within ourselves. If I could just touch Jesus today, he's going to touch my issues. Hallelujah. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. You've heard me say this over and over in times past. Sometimes God just comes down and he touches you. Sometimes you have to touch him. Today I want to preach with the subject, We All Have Issues. I want you to pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's already anointed, and we know that. I'm asking you, Lord, to anoint me with the power of the Holy Ghost, to speak your word with boldness, and that these people will hear and see and receive your word. Let it take root in our heart, Father, that it changes us radically, Lord. It moves us in directions we never thought. I'm asking you today, Lord, to move on TFT as we bring our issues to you, Father. We believe you're going to heal us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. When I was little, my aunt Jean, and she watches a lot of times. She's watching. I say hello to Indiana today. My aunt Jean would make a spaghetti. And that, that wasn't strange, but she would sprinkle brown sugar on the spaghetti. How many's ever tried that? Try it one time. Just see. It's better if you're 10 years old, but I mean, just try it one time and 
and, and you'll find out what it tastes like. She put it on top of the spaghetti. Well, that kind of hung with me. I don't like it at all now, but it hung with me until after we were married. Shelly said things to me like, that's gross. You're weird. That's disgusting. What she was really saying is, you have some real spaghetti issues. I did. I love tamales. I, I'm preaching myself into a hunger right now. I love tamales. I love tamales dry. Nothing on them. But I'll be honest, I love them with cheese too. Poured all over. I also love them with chili sauce all over them. I love tamales. Okay? Right after we were married, I took Shelly to my favorite Mexican restaurant in Dallas. I ordered my tamales dry. I said, the whole plate, just dry tamales. Each time, and of course, they're Spanish-speaking uh, people, and each time they start laughing and start talking in Spanish and telling other people about it, and then they start laughing. I'm just like, I know what you're saying. Shelly got tamales that day. I thought, she got them dry. And I thought, that's pretty cool. This marriage is going to work. We're tamales. These tamales, we have something else in common. We get to the table and we sit down. And I start eating my tamales dry. And I notice Shelly, she gets the ketchup bottle. And she squirts ketchup all over them tamales. To my horror. I couldn't believe what she was destroying. It was awful. Then I realized it was her that had the bigger issues. You can't get that image out of your mind. Somebody just ruining tamales. like It just don't happen. You're not supposed to do that. It's probably in the Bible somewhere. I just didn't find it. But you're not supposed to put ketchup on tamales. Today I want to talk about some of the issues in our life that are no different from what this woman experienced. We know she had an issue of blood. She had a blood flow that was following out, seeing all the doctors, and they couldn't help her. We know that, but that word issues just kept sticking out in my mind. She had an issue of blood. We have issues that we need to touch Jesus with. I want us to realize we may not have the physical issue with blood like this woman but we all have issues of some kind. Some of them are trivial. Catch up on tamales. Trivial. Some of them are huge, life-changing. We may not even like to talk about them. I'll be honest with you, I don't like talking about my problems. I don't. We try so many other things in life to meet the need in our life or to fill a void that's lacking in our life, and we never accomplish that goal. We try to fix the issues of our life, and we never accomplish the goal. We're never, never satisfied with the results. You know how I know that? It's because we have to go back and do it again. Do it again. And do it again. Try to fix it another way. Do something else different. All the while, we should be doing what this woman was doing. She was pressing in to Jesus. Hallelujah. She was drawing closer to Jesus. She was encouraging herself in Jesus. 
And then she was reaching out for Jesus. How many know when you reach out for Jesus, you're going to touch Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 Can I tell you, if we will press in, if we will draw closer, if we'll encourage ourselves and reach out to Jesus, we'll touch Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. In the presence of Jesus, there's miracles ready to happen. When you're in the presence of Jesus, his super is going to mix with our natural, and the supernatural is going to take place. The miraculous is going to take place. Hallelujah. When we're in the presence of Jesus, deliverance is about to happen. When we're in the presence of Jesus, healing's about to happen. This is the same Jesus that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If I read it in this book, it tells me it'll be done again. He'll heal again. He'll move on us again. What he once did, he's going to do it again. In the presence of Jesus, in our October outpouring, we saw Karen's esophagus healed. We saw sugar diabetes healed in Kim. We saw Joan healed of cancer. We saw muscle spasm and magnesium issues healed in Nick. We saw neck and back pain healed by other people in the church. We saw financial blessings. This past Wednesday, we saw Star's feet healed. When we're in the presence of Jesus, there's healing. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you, when we position ourselves to be in the presence of God, miraculous miracles are and will continue to be manifest. Listen to this, Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And, they, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the signs we're doing it right. That's the signs we're his disciples. That's the signs we're following God. That's the sign that we've reached out and touched the hem of the garment. Hallelujah. The atmosphere changes when Jesus shows up. Hallelujah. Ask the man at the pool of Bethesda. We all know the story. A man lying there for 38 years in need of a physical healing, waiting for the angel to come and trouble the waters and be the first one in the water to be healed. Wow. I'm afraid that too many of God's people get used to their infirmities, get used to their problems, get used to their issues. And when the presence of God is there, they don't realize that he's even there, that he can help them out of their problems, help them out of their issues, heal their problems, heal their issues, and they can continue to live on with them issues. Well, you need to remember when we're in the presence of God, miracles are about to happen. We forget that we're just one praise away from a miracle about to happen. We forget that there's just one prayer away from miracles about to happen. We forget that when Jesus shows up, when we're in the presence of God and Jesus shows up, all of our issues are about to be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many has ever had a healing from God? Amen. How many know healing isn't just for the physical needs? I've had to have my finances healed before. I've had to have my mind healed before. I had to have my soul healed before. I had to have my body healed before. Glory. I had to have relationships healed before. 
Yes, we need physical healings, but we also need our families healed. We need our finances healed. We need our emotions healed. We need our jobs and relationships, houses, cars, our mind, our hearts, and our souls healed. Jesus is that healing for whatever aspect of the life that you're dealing with right now. Whatever issue that is, Jesus is there to be touched today. Things changed when Jesus showed up for blind Bartimaeus. We heard an awesome word Wednesday night about Bartimaeus. And you notice his name, we always call him Blind Bartimaeus. The world labeled him Blind Bartimaeus. They knew him as Blind Bartimaeus. How many know that we need to identify who we are in Christ instead of what the world's calling us? How many know that we need our identity restored in the church today? Too many are believing what the world's saying about them instead of what God is saying about you. And I just wrote down a few things, or I typed in a few things that, that I want to remind you. Genesis 1 and, 7, uh, 1 and 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. I, I just want to remind you who you are in Christ, all right? 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2 and 9 But ye are the chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Hallelujah. Psalms 139 and 14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Hallelujah. You are a child of the Holy King. Hallelujah. You are a child of the truth, the way, and the life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop listening to what the world says you are. Start listening to God and what he says you are. When Jesus called Bartimaeus, he's hollering out. He's screaming out. You read the scripture. He wouldn't say, oh, is that Jesus? Jesus, is that you walking by? He was hollering out, Jesus, a son of David. Son of David. They said, be quiet. Don't bother the master. Don't bother him. He's busy. This Bible says he cried out all the more. <laughs> Desperate people cry out to God. Desperate people cry out to God. When you get desperate enough for God, you'll cry out to him. We sit around and act so smug like we have everything under control. When we start realizing we're desperate for God, we'll give it back to him. We'll start crying out like we need to be crying out. Jesus, the son of David. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to notice this right here. Mark 10, 50 says, And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. After crying out, Jesus said, Bring him over here to me. <coughs> Mark chapter 10, verse 50 says, And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. The identity. I want you to notice that he cast off the beggar's coat before Jesus ever healed him. Before he ever climbed all the way up, start clapping. Hallelujah. Before he was ever healed, Jesus asked him, what does he need? He said, I need my sight restored. He said, I need to have my seers working again. 
I need to see. But what he did was an act of faith. He threw off that coat that said, I'm a beggar. I'm a blind beggar here. I'm blind Bartimaeus. I'm throwing that off right now because I'm going to Jesus. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. He's going to give me exactly what I need. Hallelujah. That's faith in action. Believing healing is on the way before he ever seen it. He got rid of the thing that identified him before Jesus ever healed him. Hallelujah. If you have something, issue in your life, you have problems, you have trouble, you're wanting God to touch them, put it off of you right now. Lay it aside right now and say, God, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. You're the healers of my issues in my life. Wow. Bartimaeus may not have had his natural sight, but he already knew that he would never be the same after being in the presence of Jesus. That was faith throwing that coat off. Hallelujah. Mark 10 and 51 said, And Jesus answered and said to him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When Jesus shows up, he'll walk on water. He'll do the impossible. He'll do the things we've never seen him do before. He'll walk on water. When Jesus shows up, he'll do the supernatural. When Jesus shows up, he'll do the impossible. When the disciples had an issue with the wind and the sea, Jesus walked on their issues. He calmed the winds and the waves. When Jesus shows up, when you're in the presence of Jesus, things are going to fall under his authority. Glory. I'm almost done. Another time, Jesus was asleep in the boat with his disciples. And suddenly a violent storm came up on the sea, and the disciples were afraid. Wow. Have you ever had something suddenly come up on you? I think a sickness in my life. Sometimes something comes up on me real quick. When the weather changes, something comes up on my joints real quick. I have issues all of a sudden with my joints. Other things in life, you all know it. Peyton dealing with cancer. It come upon a sudden, had no warning. And all of a sudden, we were in the middle of an issue that we needed Jesus. God is in the business of healing, of solving and providing for issues in our life. Disciples went and woke Jesus up. He spoke to the issues at hand. He rebuked the winds and the sea. He calmed the troubled waters. Matthew 8, 27 says, They all marveled and said, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? We need to understand when Jesus speaks, things are about to happen. Not about to happen. Things are happening. Things are going to fall under his authority immediately when we're in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Jesus is ready to speak to the storm that we're in, that you're in, that every one of us deal with the issues. Jesus is ready to deal with them issues. Jesus is ready to get involved with the issues of our lives. Things change when we bring things to Jesus. When Jesus showed up, the 5,000 is fed. And again, 4,000 were fed. Jesus knows how to deal with our issues. Jesus showed up 
and even death couldn't hold Lazarus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a big issue right there. That's a big, these sisters was upset. They were bawling. They were crying. They had a big issue. Jesus, we told you, and you still didn't come and heal him. You still didn't come and touch him. It doesn't matter how far gone you think it is. Jesus is still the resurrection in life. Hallelujah. He'll still bring dead things back to life. Things that you didn't think anything, anyone could do anything with. Jesus still heals. Glory. Glory. Well, Jesus is on his way to, to heal a little girl. The crowd was pressing on him. People on every side trying to get a glimpse of him, just trying to be in his presence. I'm sure they were touching him all over, trying to just, you know, when you're around the star, I remember as a kid, I'd sit outside Bush Stadium, and when an athlete come out, a baseball player come out, I just wanted to talk to him, and I just, you know, shake his hand, just wanted to touch him, and, wow, I shook hands with this guy. Right here in town, we have a couple boys, that one, one's playing, well, they're both playing minor league baseball, and uh, the Wallace boys, and they're friends of ours, and I'm, I'm happy to call them friends. But they had a yard sale this week of the boys' equipment. Shelly took Cardin over there and got to see the boys over there. And it's a big deal to see these boys. They're, 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 they're way up here. These people knew the miracles Jesus was performing. They wanted to be, he was a star. <laughs> he was a star to the believers. He was a problem for the religious he dealt more with the religious in the Word of God than I think he did anything. That religious spirit. I'm going to tell you right now, God wants to do things that's going to blow religion right out of its, the water. We think God can only do things a certain way, and we keep him in, try to keep him in a box. God's not going to be kept in the box. He's going to do what he wants to do. He wants us to have faith that he's going to do it. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know. I just know he's going to do it. Hallelujah. I want you to notice the woman with the issue of blood is in the place where the world said she couldn't be. She was diseased. She wasn't supposed to be around other people. And if she was to walk somewhere, she's supposed to be hollering unclean. Let everybody know to stay away from her. She had a problem. She had an issue. And so she started positioning herself to get to the presence of God. Boy, you need to get that in your spirit. We need to position ourselves to be in the presence of God. We need to position. People think that you shouldn't pray anymore. People think you shouldn't go to church that often. I want you to know when people had the opportunity to be in Jesus' presence, they did whatever it took to be there. They, they did whatever it took to get in his presence. When you get desperate enough, You'll do what it takes to get in Jesus' presence. I hear a lot of people talk about desperate needs, but I don't see them show up for church. That tells me they're not desperate enough for Jesus. I stood up on this stage one day, and a former pastor was up here, and I, I, thought, I looked out at the crowd, and I thought, God, where is everybody today? How come they're not here? The preaching's awesome. The music's awesome. God, why are they not here? And God spoke just as plain as he could to me. He said, they have exactly how much of me they want. That's all truth. We have exactly how much of Jesus we want. 
you think, well, you know, I'll never be a, you know, a spiritual person like this person or that person. I'll never be able to accomplish it. You have just as much Jesus as you want. Well, I just killed it all right there, God. When you get desperate enough, you'll do what it takes to get in Jesus' presence. This woman was desperate. She had nowhere else to turn. Her issue was so desperate that she did the unusual. She did the things that she wasn't even supposed to do. She was positioning herself to be in the presence of Jesus. And I want to tell you, I don't come to church for any other reason than to be in God's presence. I get to preach. I get to be pastor. But I come here to worship an almighty God and be in his presence. Yes, I can have his presence at home, and I do. I have his presence on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But this is a special time on Sundays and Wednesdays when I come with the body of the Christ and begin to get in his presence, begin to praise him, begin to worship him. And his, his spirit begins to flow in this place. That's where I want to be. That's why I come, not so you can see my pretty suit. It's to be in the presence of God. I position myself to be in God's presence. We have Sunday and Wednesday services to be in God's presence. We have October outpouring to position ourselves to hear from God. We have revival on November 6th through the night to position our church to be in the presence of God. In God's presence is where physical healing is found. In God's presence is where direction is found. In God's presence is where wholesome wholeness is found. In God's presence is where fullness of joy is found. In the presence of God is where strength is found. In God's presence is where provision is found. In God's presence is where rest can be found. In God's presence is where peace can be found. We all have issue, but God's presence is where healing for our life's issues are found. And that's where I want to be. With all my issues, I want to be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? Just to touch the hem of his garment. I'll confess to you today. Over and over. I can't even count the times. I raised my hand. Praising the Lord. And I do this. I want to feel the hem of his garment. I'm reaching out to touch Jesus. You're saying, Pastor, what are, you, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Are you expecting to feel something? In your... Yes. I'm crazy enough to believe that I can reach up and touch him. I'm crazy enough to believe I can touch the hem of his garment, but I'm also crazy enough to believe he can reach down and hold my hand. We all have issues. We all have problems. We all have trouble. And what I want to do today, if you have something you're dealing with today, I don't care what it is, I only want to know what you want me to know. But if you have issues in your life of any kind, I want you to come today. I want you to come down here today. I will agree with you. Our pastors will agree with you. Our deacons will agree with you. For healing in whatever aspect that you need healing in. If it's healing in your body, God does it. If it's healing in the soul, Jesus is here for you today. The issues of your life, 
He's here today for you. And I'm going to ask you right now, Shelly sings, if you have a need in your life, come around these altars. Stand here before us. If you want to come and pray, come kneel and pray. But if you have an issue you need prayer with, come down here and we want to pray with you.